You're listening to Unraveling Rachel. This podcast is all about this journey that we call life and how we can live it more authentically so that it sucks less and feels better. Sounds good, huh? Hi there, my friends. Welcome to Weekly Unravel number five. This is the fifth unraveling episode Uh, weekly update of the year and the 2nd of February. And man, you guys, February has kind of like thrown me off track or (laughs) February didn't do it. It's not February's fault. February is just a word for a group of days that we collect into this thing that we call a month. Um, But this last week, just kind of lots of stuff happened. And I've been thrown off track um, by those things, the things that come up, um, like my phone broke, and I just wasn't feeling well. I had some really, really hard days and health challenges and mindset challenges, um, going into fear and negative thinking and freaking out. (laughs) freaking out. That's the best way to put it. Um, and then not having a phone, really, I realized how much I rely on it, how how much the things that I do in the day depend on it from looking at my schedule to doing the morning readings uh, and also um, the food stuff that I was doing uh, that was holding me accountable. So, Um, that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. I'm going to do a little update on what's been going on. So I was doing the, the February, continuing the simple abundance readings for February. That's been a little thrown off just because I haven't been feeling well and I wake up later, so I don't get it done right away. I haven't been prioritizing it to get it done right away. I've been prioritizing sleep. And so it's not that like, like I realize that that is a choice that I am making. And so I still, I still hold that commitment high enough to get it done and keeping that commitment. But I'm choosing to say like, okay, I actually need to sleep in today and then go to yoga. And that means that this thing is going to have to come at a different time. And it doesn't mean that just because I didn't do it at exactly that time means that I failed. I have just, I've succeeded in a different way, I think, by being honest about what I needed. And it truly is honest and not um, just kind of like lazy. Uh, I've, I've needed sleep. Sleep is where our body r- repairs itself and um, if I'm not resting and feeling whole and repaired, then getting all of those other things done becomes a lot harder. And even if I do get them done, it's more detrimental to my overall well-being. So I know that. Um, that said, um, getting back on to a regular schedule is something that I am working towards. And I did it today. I got the reading done this morning and it feels really, really good. I also got the sleep that I needed. Um, And part of this getting back on track is getting back to scheduling everything. Everything. Like calling to make a doctor's appointment. Scheduling that. 
um, scheduling the time to go take a return to the store, all of the things. Um, and I have had such a love hate thing with scheduling because I know that all of these productive people that I follow and learn from, um, say like schedule it or it doesn't happen. Um, and I always thought like, Oh, well putting it on a to do list. I mean, then I know it needs to get done, but it hasn't been working for me. And yesterday I happened to listen to a podcast about, um, by Brooke Castillo and she's talking about a new program that she's doing, uh, all about time management. And she talks about why the to-do list just isn't enough. And it makes total sense. The to-do list doesn't take into account how much time it's going to take. It doesn't like put it into perspective. It doesn't actually like, it's just like there. It's a great brain dump, I think, but it doesn't take it to the next level. It it misses a step. And so today I have made a to-do list. It's going to go into my calendar And then it's up to me to actually follow my calendar when it tells me to do these things, which is admittedly something that has been hard for me in the past. And seeing that now, seeing that like, well, you actually did do this thing. You just didn't do it. I'm like, well, now I can choose to do it. Like, this is my responsibility. That's I dropped the ball. Like, just because it's on the calendar, the calendar is not going to do it for me. I've got to do it, which is like, no duh, but um, I don't know, I guess it was a hard one for me to wrap my head around, <laughs> or I shouldn't say that. It's not that it was hard for me to wrap my head around, but I, I rebelled. I'm just like, well, I'm doing this other thing, and so it, I need to get this thing done. Well, why didn't that thing that I'm doing why wasn't it on my calendar or why didn't, why is it taking longer than I thought it should? And can I just drop it? Can I just say, okay, the time allotted for this thing is done moving on to the next and I'll have to schedule that time in somewhere else, learn from my mistake in either not scheduling enough time or not scheduling it at all and put it in the next time. It's a constant process of learning and refinement and just figuring it out. Like it's not something that just is perfect right off the bat. And I've had trouble with that. I want things to be perfect right off the bat a lot of times. So that said, I am giving myself a set amount of time to record this podcast today. So my goal is that this episode is no longer than half an hour. I gave myself 10 minutes to kind of prep, sketch out the things that I wanted to touch on, half an hour to record, and then I've got to go to yoga. And I want to make that yoga class. And then I'm having, I have lunch scheduled with Graham. And then after that, I'll come back and edit the podcast and um, put the rest of my things into my schedule because I did not schedule enough time for that this morning. And um, continue on with... um, However, whatever gets on my schedule after that, I guess. (laughs) And I find it um, supportive. I'm really excited about this because I, I, I realize how much 
this to-do list looms over me and like, oh yeah, I've got to get that done. And not knowing when it's going to get done or how it's going to get done just feels oppressive. And then even in what should be my free time, I find myself thinking about what I've got to do. And then it's not really free time anymore. So I think I'm finally seeing how scheduling all these things and knowing that it is set on my calendar to get done will help me relax in the times that I also have set aside for the the self-care things, the free time, the creative time. I can really like be in that time because I know that the other stuff is like set to be taken care of, even if it's not taken care of yet. You know, it's like, I don't have to worry about calling a friend because I know we're having coffee later. We're set for that date. And so I don't need to check in now. Does that make sense? Anyway, that's just how I am feeling about the scheduling stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I was being a lot um, more intentional with my scheduling in January, got off track, and now I am getting back on track in a new way with a new perspective. And something that that makes me think of is something that a friend said to me a while ago when she was with a boyfriend who was trying to quit drinking and he had drank again. And she said, you know, I just realized that relapse is part of recovery. And I think that that's true for, um, you know, overcoming a, any kind of habit, habit change, habit creation, um, any kind of any kind of habit change. Yeah, it's really habit change, whether it's trying to quit doing something else and, and form a new or form a new habit, which is the same thing, actually, because if you're quitting something else, you are forming a new habit. It's really about perspective and how we look at it. You know, I could say I am quitting just like living life kind of floating out there, not really knowing where I'm going. And I'm beginning to really be intentional with creating the life that I want in the direction that I want and becoming aware of all the things that go into it. And going back and falling back into old patterns is part of the learning process. It's like when a kid's learning to walk, they crawl and they stand and they like, you know, I'm thinking of my niece watching her with her hands on like my mom's knees and then kind of like taking them away and then like, no, going back to that. And then like walking in somebody's hand or walking from like one little bit to another um, and then like finding something else to hold on to. And then one day just going, just going for it and walking. And then sometimes falling, but getting up and doing it again. It's and then as they become older, the falling it doesn't happen as much. You know, they're they're aware of trip hazards and they know that um, they can't. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I'm, I'm running out of analogy here. Um, <laughs> they just it's a learning process. 
Relapse is part of recovery. Going back into that habit of not scheduling brought me back to the fact that I actually really like scheduling and I'm excited about it and it works and it really can work for me. And hearing about other people's experiences of it and how they have learned to do it and reframe it, the tools that they use um, helps, but also it's, it's not about the tools. It is and it isn't. Like a digital calendar helps. Having the calendar on the phone helps because it's there. It's it's with us. But um, it doesn't help if we don't pay attention to it. So that reminds me of something I heard on a Sean Croxton quote of the day podcast about not betting on the, I think it was that podcast, um, not betting on the horse, but betting on the jockey. Um, you know, it's not about the course or the, the, the doctor or the diet plan or the calendar. Um, it's about us and our willingness to do the work. And that's, that's it. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. Um, and so that's where the mindset work comes into play, I think, and looking at the beliefs that limit us and, and, um, intentionally creating a mindset that allows us to consider um, that there's so much possibility in the uncertainty that could scare us, that often scares me, that um, with that is the realm of the infinite. The unknown is where all of that, the scary and the exciting lies. And the scary and the exciting are pretty much the same thing. Reminds me of a quote that excitement is just fear with breath. I think I got the quote wrong, but the sentiment is right. That um, when we're in fear, we're in uncertainty and we're holding and we're tight, closed off, maybe not breathing, tense, anticipating in a, in a, way like everything is coming at us and there's no like control or um, that there's an expectation of the bad. And then excitement is energy moving. There's easy breath. There's moving towards. There's curiosity and possibility. And they're both just... um, a different perspective on the uncertain. So um, fear is just excitement without breath, I think is the actual quote. And I will try and find who said that and put it in the show notes. Um, I'm actually gonna check my time here and see how we're doing. Uh, about 15 minutes, I guess. Time flies when I'm talking with you guys. I like it. Um, I don't, I like talking to you guys. So time flies. I don't like that time goes so fast. I would spend more time with you. I think you know what I mean. Um, so also with getting into this, you know, habits being thrown off my, my food challenge, the no sugar thing. Um, I was doing really well. I was taking pictures of the things I was eating. It was holding me accountable. And then the phone broke. And so I didn't, have the phone to take the pictures. And then I had a replacement phone, which was this crappy iPhone 5. And I just, I don't remember how to use an iPhone. So it was like only there for emergencies. 
and I I stayed pretty pretty well on track with um, the no sugar thing. I was letting myself have like up to three teaspoons of honey a day, and I did accidentally have something that had some added sugar in it, but it was minimal. Um, but what I found was hardest for me was that having that accountability of saying, I'm going to take a picture of everything that I eat and then not having the means to do it. I was like, Oh, have a snack. I'll snack this now. Like it, it became easier. And I don't, I don't want that to be the case. I recognize it. And I feel like it, even though I did it in that, that moment, I also ended up um, just examining the difference in the choices I would make when I felt like I was being monitored in a way by myself and by accountability that I had put out there. Not that anyone has said anything about my food stuff or whatever. Maybe you guys don't even look at it. Hey, that's cool. It's like I said, like all of this is like more for me and and just doing the process that I know that I need to do and putting it out there so that I feel accountable and also other people can view the process. That's why I'm telling you this here, you know, that it was easier to 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 kind of like slip. And I don't like that because it's it's not in integrity. It's not full integrity. And I don't want to not be in integrity with my word. So um, I'm going to be back on taking pictures of things. And um, probably I took a picture of my my coffee beans this morning. I have pictures of my dinner last night. Um, I did not take a picture of my avocado that I had for breakfast this morning or the chocolate that I had with my coffee. But I'm telling you about it here. I had chocolate with my coffee, okay? Um dark chocolate and it was delicious. Um, but I did notice that last night I had some friends over for dinner and it was really, I made like this healthy veggie based, um, vegan meal and shared it with friends. It was so nice. And a friend asked if she could make cookies and they were natural sugar, except for the sugar and the chocolate chips. They're vegan. They were gluten-free. And I planned to have, we said, okay, I'm going to have one or two cookies I was like, I'm going to plan it. It's not going to be like a binge. It's not going to be like, oh my God, I need a cookie now. Um, and so I did. And then I was like, well, but it depends on how big the cookies are. Like got a little slippery. Like, well, I mean, you know, if they're the size of my thumb, I can have more. And I did. I ended up eating four cookies. They were small. They they weren't quite the size of my thumb, but they were, they were, they were not huge cookies. And I found myself wanting more. I just wanted more cookies, more and more cookies. And I realized that I might be kind of like my dad is with alcohol. Like just, he's like, yeah, I can't have a drink. And then just like, stop. I might be that way with cookies, at least right now. I might be that way with cookies and sugar and the, the, the snacky things. So I'm going to um, choose to not have any more cookies. I chose to not have wine last night and friends had wine. It was fine, you know. Uh, So 
Wine isn't a thing that I'm like, ooh, can't stop, want more of. But if I can do it with wine, why can't I do it with cookies? It's different, but it's also the same. So I am, um, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And that's okay because, well, it's okay. It's just okay. But what I was thinking there is that, um, it's just right now. That's a choice that I make for right now because I can get into this like restriction mentality of like, oh my gosh, this is forever, forever and ever. I'm never going to be able to have a cookie. And then I just want to eat all the fucking cookies, like all of them. Now I want the, the oatmeal raisin and the chocolate chip and white chocolate macadamia nut. And I don't even care if it has gluten in it. Like, just don't tell me I can never have a cookie again. Um, so I'm just choosing not to have cookies for right now. And the truth is, is that I feel better when I don't have sugar and I don't have the cookies. Like this morning, my hands were achy and that's a sign of inflammation for me. So if, if that short-term pleasure of eating the cookies gives me that negative um, feeling like I would really rather have the freedom and the comfort in my body than that short-term pleasure. But I don't know. It's like a drug, man. When I get that sugar in my system, I just want more. Um, and I, I don't, I'm curious really how much of it is a mind thing, how much of it is like a gut microbiome thing. If there's some kind candida stuff going on. And um, that was part of my my commitment to reducing my carb intake and eliminating sugars, um, kind of moving towards a more keto way of eating right now, paleo keto, um, to see how that reduces the inflammation in my body and um, if if there's a change um, because it's the sugars and the carbohydrates that feed the candida. And I'm also considering doing a candida cleanse. So if anybody has any experience with that, I would love to hear about it because there's like a bajillion different ways to go about it and tons of supplements and all that. And I'm just, I get overwhelmed by it all. I've been on this path before of trying to figure it out and eating well. And I just got so overwhelmed by the food restrictions and all the supplements to take that I gave up. And I don't want to give up again, which is why I'm just kind of taking it slow and listening to my body and not reaching outside of myself for the way to, to do it, you know, because everybody else has their own experience and it's been really, really beneficial to hear about other people's experiences, but not at the cost of not listening to my own because my body knows what's right for it. And some people, you know, might be able to eat the fruit and have the cookies and maybe I can't. And for some people, the supplements might work and they need them and maybe I don't, I don't know. So just, I'm going slowly with it. And the last thing that I want to talk about is all or nothing mentality because I felt myself going there last night with the cookies. Like, well, you already had four cookies and you said you weren't going to have cookies. You may as well have some ice cream. 
I didn't have any ice cream, so I didn't. But if I had ice cream, I might have. Or like, you know, maybe go ahead and have some of that ginger candy um, that you still have laying around or the dried fruit. Cause I don't really have any super sugary stuff around. Um, but I was looking at the things that I did have and I was like, well, you already did. So why not? And you know, maybe you should just give up. Like maybe this is too hard for you and you've already screwed up. So just like screw up all the way, you know? And I didn't want to do that. So I, I kind of did and I didn't. I did end up having some honey and walnuts with cinnamon, which is one of my like healthy feeling sweet treats, but it still wasn't part of my plan and I'm not proud of it. I'm not, you know, I don't know. It was like a compromise in my head that, well, I didn't do the bad thing, but it's also not how I want to be and what I want to do. Um, and that all or nothing mentality is perfectionism, that I have to be this or I'm not good enough. Um, it's black and white thinking. It's this or that. It doesn't leave, leave any room for the gray area and for the learning. And that is, the learning is the gray area. That's the relapse as part of recovery. It's the falling down and getting up. It's the recognizing that failure is part of the process. Failure is great, actually. Failure is really good. Failure means that we're trying something new and that we're learning the best way to do it for ourselves and we're learning something about ourselves. I learned so much about myself in this last week of not feeling well, of going without my phone, of um, eating and, and not having the accountability there and just observing my own behavior and observing how what I had been doing was working in a certain way and not working in certain ways. And then how, you know, when I went to not doing it, like with the scheduling, it, it crept up on me and suddenly like life was feeling a little not so manageable anymore. And, oh, hey, actually this thing that you tried before, it works. So let's do it again. And this time I know that there's a, there, there's a way to fine tune it so that it works even better for me. And there's a way to fine tune my mindset about it so that it works even better for me, um, which is pretty exciting. And I would not, I, I wouldn't know these things if I hadn't had this little, this little slip up, you know? Maybe I'd still be doing the scheduling and it'd be like, you know, working okay, but not as great as it could be. So this is actually a chance to like be even better, which is pretty cool, I think. So, um, yeah, I think that coming to the end of time here, three minutes left. <clears throat> I really like the idea of of timing myself on things and seeing, getting real with how long it takes me to do something and challenging myself to get it done in a certain amount of time. Because I don't know about you, but 
I can I can be a little bit like water in that like if you put me you know it's like water if you pour it into a really tall skinny cup you know 16 ounces of water in a 16 ounce tall skinny cup it's tall and skinny if you pour it in a bowl it's long and flat so if if there's a lot of space for me to get things done then like I'm water and I take up that space if there's a smaller amount of space to to do it I'm like I'm in that tall glass so does that make sense maybe I hope um I'm just going to practice giving myself set amounts of time to do things and see just how effective I can be in that time. I, you know, here's something like how many of us have worked a job where we're like, oh my gosh, if I, if they told me like, they, they tell us, okay, you've got to be here for eight hours, but the work that I have, I could get it done in four and what if you got paid the same amount of money to get that work done in four hours versus eight hours? How many of us would be like in and out in four hours and super effective and the work would be like on point instead of like dragging our feet and being like, well, I've got another four hours. So I think I'll go get another cup of coffee and talk to Joe at the water cooler and stop by and see what kind of candy Carol has on her desk or whatever. And then uh, I guess I'll finally get that TPS report done. You know, like, I don't want to live my life that way. Time is too precious. Um, so I'm finding freedom in this new way of thinking about how to use my time. All right. Speaking of Time's up. Um, I hope that this little unraveling update has been useful for you in some way. Um, things I talked about were ditching the all or nothing mentality, relapse being part of recovery, finding freedom in scheduling because there's a knowing of when the shit is going to get done and when it's safe to relax. And so it offers an opportunity to just be really present in what Ever we've dedicated ourselves to in that moment. And um, fear is just excitement without breath. They're both living in the uncertainty. One is just holding back and expecting the worst. The other is moving forward and being excited about the possibility. And there's infinite, infinite possibility out there in the unknown like so much, so much more than our brains can even imagine. And I'm practicing getting a lot more excited about that because I really do see that there's so much potential there. Okay. Hey, there's my timer. Um, <laughs> it's been really fun doing this this morning. Thank you for listening. Um, go over and follow me on Instagram at Unraveling Rachel. I would love to have you hang out with me there. I'll be sharing more about this journey in scheduling and in eating and giving up sugar. Also, I'll be going to Florida next week to visit my dad. And so you get to see me on my travel adventures. And also, I think I'm going to bring him, I'm going to get him on video and we're going to do some fun stuff and you don't want to miss it. So go hang out with me there. Um, if you would, please, 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 please share this with someone that you think would benefit from it. 
leave a rating and a review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and just um, thank you for being here. I feel like if you're listening, that you are somewhere along this journey of unraveling, of personal discovery, of creating something intentional in your life, of finding a way to live with more joy and less fear and less suckiness and to really unlock this wonderful world of possibility that is within you and that is your birthright. And so that's fucking awesome. So pat yourself on the back for for being here and for doing that and for honoring yourself in this way and taking the time for yourself to learn and connect and to be open to the joy that life has to offer. All right, for real, till next week, lots of love to you, my friends.